Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Well, back again, we got a similar background. Last week, they proclaimed it to be Wyoming week in college basketball. So I guess it's Wyoming week continued. Uh, we have two of the most important players or people in the organization. We've already interviewed Coach Linder. Uh, now we have our co-players of the week joining us. Uh, just had come fresh off of a big overtime win. And yeah, we look forward to breaking it all down and hanging out with them. So we'll bring in uh, Cowboy Basketball, Hunter, and Graham. What up, fellas? What's happening? Not too much, man. How you guys feel? You sleep good last night or can you even sleep after a game like that? <laughs> no, I mean, I slept pretty well, but it's probably the adrenaline kept me up for a little bit. No doubt. What about you, G? Can, you, can we hear you? Yeah. I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, I uh, got a couple, you know, like seven hours last night, so a little bit, try to find some film, but, you know, got some good rest. Good. Good. I, I saw you already getting compliments on your post-game interview skills. People are loving the the uh, the articulation, the fun, the joy, the, the humility that comes with. Talk a little bit about uh, your post-game interview skills, Graham. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say. Just give credit to where credit is due, you know, to my teammates and the coaching staff. You know, I'm just really grateful for what these guys have done for me. Um, and, you know, I just give a credit to my mom, you know, for making me always use my words and articulate my words. Yep. Shout out to moms everywhere. We love that. So shout out to to to, to Graham's mom. Uh, talk about this, too, this relationship. So obviously I get a close-up look to you guys playing and I get to talk about it, but – Tell us a little bit of the inside. I saw uh, just the other day, I think it was um, Hunter was tweeting about Graham saying, you know, that's my teammate. That's one of my best friends. And I saw uh, and then earlier when I talked to you, uh, Graham, you talked about that your favorite player in college basketball is Hunter. So talk a little bit about this relationship, if you don't mind. 
I think just in the sense of <clears throat> knowing from last year when he did get off his injury and come in January and start playing that he was going to be a big part of what we have going forward. I think the relationship started then and just in the sense of uh, he's such a dominant post player downside. Anything I can learn from him, obviously, I'm playing down there a lot. Um, and then trying to take my years of experience and leadership, kind of show him what I've learned as well so he can best apply it to himself, make it his own. Um, let him run with it will only make him a better player. And I think at the end of the day, being on the same team and being as close as we are, we just want success to meet myself and him. No doubt. Um, you know, just since the summer, you know, since last year when I first got into campus, he's been nothing but a great leader, great teammate, great brother, you know. And um, he's just helped me along the way, especially like with poise and things. I've been learning from him how to keep my poise and stay in the moment and not get too upset with calls and things like that. You know, just watching him and learning from him inside and outside of the game and on the perimeter and in the post. And I learned a lot from this guy in the post, man, just watching no his footwork and his timing. No doubt. So do you guys ever – I know you probably can't play because you guys play so many minutes, but was there like off-season playing in the post one-on-one? -on -one? What's that What's that matchup like? <laughs> yeah, we play one-on-one a bit. Um, obviously, we go – we usually try to stick to the wings and keep a dribble, a dribble limit on it. Um, you do post because I mean you guys don't. I mean, come on, man, one on one, <laughs> everyone gets scored every single time. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. All right, Eli, I'll kick it to you. Yeah. So, uh, both of you guys experiencing what's been a really special year. Uh, what has this been like for both of you guys? Just been on this tear that you've been on, and I know locally there's been so much support, and the arenas are getting louder and fuller now. What What has this experience been like for both of you guys? I think uh, just from my freshman year to now, just seeing the growth, obviously my freshman year we did really well. And then the next couple of years we didn't do so well. So being able to see it filled and then come down to maybe two or 3,000 a night back up to what we're having about seven uh, the last couple of games, I think it's, it's huge. Um, it shows that if you put the work in, good things will come. And it's been very special. I know this year's uh, been super fun, not only for me, but for my teammates, um, just with how many people have been coming out to these past couple of games. Um, so we just got to keep doing us, keep our habits, and I think everything will work out in the end. Um, you know, this season for me, you know, just been a dream come true. You know, I haven't been really a part of something like this. I felt this kind of energy before. And to see how it's rocking right now is just awesome, you know, just because how much work we put in. And, you know, we really appreciate all the fans that come out and everybody that supports us. You know, we're so grateful for that. No doubt. So, so both of you guys have – uh, already in your careers have missed large parts of one season. I know Graham, you had, you weren't able to start until January last year and Hunter, you had the season ending injury as well. What's it like bouncing back from that and now I'm elevating your games to where you're at an all league caliber right now. What, where do you have to go both mentally and physically to bounce back from that and, and continue on the course that you're on? Um, so, you know, like just really like when I tore my ACL, I understood how much I missed the game and how much I really loved the game. And, you know, just watching these guys last year for the half of the season, just go out and give their all to show how much we really love each other and care for each other. I want to be a part of this together. Um, you know, you just got to, you know, sometimes those injuries take you to a dark space, but you just got to remember that you can overcome this and that um, all the great things happen to those who stay true. Yeah, and I think just hitting on, on top of that, when you do get hurt and whether it's season end, ending or you're out for a, a pretty large chunk of time, it takes you to a humble spot in your life where you realize one 
thing could basically be the end of your career. Um, and so when you, you do work off that and put so much work to get back to where you are, um, adver when adversity hits later on down the road, whether it's a close game or in life outside of basketball, um, you've been through so many things. You've learned so many life lessons that you can apply them in different ways and continue to work and continue to get better. And I think um, both of us have shown that no matter what, if you do end up getting humbled and have an injury that's pretty severe, you can come back and play at a high level and the work the work will show at the end of the day. No doubt. Eli, go ahead and steal another one because I'll, I'll go all day with these guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, so for both of you guys, uh, you know, Graham, you heading to uh, Wyoming and, and being recruited in by Linder and Hunter with you experiencing a coaching transition, just what have you both learned just maybe as teammates and both as young men uh, being under Linder's guidance and what it's like playing for him in the coaching staff? And I'll add to that. What was the actual pitch? Because I've heard some stories <laughs> on both sides. I want to hear the real story. What was the recruiting pitch, Maldo, to get you to come back? And what was his recruiting pitch to you, uh, Graham? Because I heard you may have been going to UNC. Now you're at Wyoming. So tell us a little bit about that, too. Yeah, so um, Coach Linder is my second offer. My sophomore year in high school went to my junior year. He offered me. Um, and, you know, we just built a great relationship with each other. Um, one time I took a visit to UNC. I was only supposed to stay for one day and ended up staying three days. And just watching the way that he breaks down film and how tedious he is and just um, just every every little thing matters. Um, that's really what I've been learning from him. The little things matter the most. And um, just I just have great love for that guy, you know, just putting me in this opportunity, this space. You know, without him, I wouldn't be here. And so I, I just got great love for that guy, man. Yeah, and for me, uh, obviously, having a coaching switch was difficult, but – um, I know we've talked about it before, but in the sense of whether to leave or not with Coach Linder coming in, obviously I've played against him when he was at Northern Colorado when they came up here, um, but I didn't really know much too much about him. So when he did come down and talk to me, it was kind of, in a sense, showing me his vision for the team and how he wanted to kind of go about things. And obviously I trusted him fully and I'm the type of guy, like I said, I committed to Wyoming. I want to make great things happen here. Um, so for him to show me his vision and me agree with it. And now the success coming, I think just shows um, what happens when, like Graham said, he's, he shows you the margin of error um, yeah. and winning is in that margin of error. Like if you can dwindle things down um, because obviously there's so many things that happen in a basketball game. If you can dwindle the, the margin of error to as little as it can be um, great things are going to happen. He's one of those guys that pays attention to almost everything. And it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> Yes, he does. He's kind of like a little mad scientist, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start calling him that. Um, so let's talk about Coach. Last night was a was an emotional night in a lot of ways, right? <clears throat> I mean, you guys are playing, I think, four games in eight days and five games in so many days. Like, it's just an NBA schedule. You're basically playing every other day. You're traveling. You're still doing school. Coach Leonard talked about that. You're not just playing basketball. We're not on Christmas break. So a lot on you guys mentally, physically. Uh, Maldo, I think you lead the country. You're one of the top, top. I think you're in top 12 or percentage minutes that you play. And then EKU, number one in fouls drawn. You're getting hit all the time, right, uh, and usage. So going into last night, you kind of knew this is another NCAA tournament cover team, and they were really good. Obviously, you guys knew that coming in. 
But then next thing you know, Maldo gets hurt right away almost, first four minutes. Uh, Graham picks up two fouls. I would say they're phantom now that I'm not on the air. Phantom foul. Um, and then Coach gets kicked out all in the first four minutes of the game, and it looks like this dream season is not necessarily going away, but, like, this night is not how it's supposed to go. And then Maldo comes back. Uh, EK, you're able to play in the second half. The coaching staff did a phenomenal job keeping everybody poised as well. Uh, Coach DeWeese, Coach Vandiver, uh, Coach Sundance Wicks. Talk about last night. Take us through some of those emotions uh, of how you guys were able to kind of figure that out. Because that was a different level of toughness. And it felt like you guys were not only playing for each other, but playing for your coach. And it felt like the fans were louder. They were louder than Boise for sure. And largely because uh, I think because of the referees at the time and their feelings towards the refs. Uh, but they wanted to rally behind you guys, too. So I thought it was a pretty special night. Talk a little bit about the emotions of it, if you don't mind. I think, obviously, like you said, it was kind of a perfect storm for Utah State there at the beginning. Obviously, I did get hurt, and I didn't know Coach Linder got kicked out until he was walking up the tunnel, and I was uh, sitting up there getting my ankle taped. Um, but in that sense, it was it was wild. And then coming back down, I see G was out. Um, I didn't know he had already gotten two fouls either. Like, I was that, – that three-minute stretch there, I was – no idea what was going on. It happens so fast. <laughs> yeah. And so when I came back down from the tunnel, um, it was it was wild. And obviously the fans were pretty pretty rowdy at the time. Um, but I knew at the end of the day, during the summer, uh, we've been doing this playing five on five against each other where coach gives you a, a set amount of plays that we should probably be looking to run. And um, we kind of knew what we wanted to get uh, going into the game and our game plan. So I knew a certain amount of plays that we could probably stick to and the coaching staff have like, asking me during the game, like, what do you think will work best here? What do you think will uh, get the ball where we want to get the ball? And I think just in the sense of, like you said, the coaching coaching staff keeping calm and keeping together and uh, getting us all on the same page was huge. And then obviously the fans being there behind us uh, in that second half when he was actually able to come back in after those two fouls was another big step for us, just in the sense of, like you said, being tough and showing everyone how good of a team we are. Yeah, well said. Yeah, just to build on that, first of all, I'm just really proud of how we just stayed together through all that. You know, it was a lot of energy last night, great energy. Um, it was everywhere with Coach getting out. You know, he really built us for the, those kind of situations just to overcome adversity. Like in the summer, like Mardo said, when we're playing five on five, he's not really coaching us. He's, he's really just watching us, seeing how we're going to react um, to certain situations. Um and just, just keep staying together, man. You know, this guy right here and the coaching staff, you know, just their leadership skills, you know, on the way they kept us together. Just the bench, too. Everybody was engaged talking, you know, in the fans. We needed that energy last night from them. It was big time. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things, being there and seeing it, and, and, and Eli was able to watch on television, but it just felt like it was so much bigger than just one game. Um it felt like there was a connected like rally and I don't even know what to call it, like an energy and a force that was like, we have to win this game and we're prepared to win this game. So it wasn't, I mean, normally all those things happen, the margin, obviously you want an overtime. So the margin is small, like you just talked about. So to be able to kind of put everything together was really cool to see. Uh, I guess the question I would ask next is like, what was the locker room like afterwards 
what was it like replaying saying like man we were prepared for that and we actually did it like not only the not only the players but the staff uh it was really impressive to watch how poised they were how together there was no sometimes you see these like people get out of character when the head coach is gone right it's almost like the substitute teachers there you can kind of act up a little bit you know how to turn your homework so uh, you guys were, were not like that last night. So what was the locker room like after? Obviously, I got my picture with Coach Linder with the hard hat on. I heard <laughs> I heard that was his first one of the year. Talk yeah. a little bit about that if you guys don't mind. Um, you know, it was great joining the locker room, you know, just because just what we had went through in that game and just to see how Coach fought for us. You know, we wanted to go out there and fight for him the way that he had fought for us. And um, that's really what it was about, you know, the love for this team. That's why we're winning so much is just because of the love that we have for each other. And, you know, everybody's in there laughing, smiling, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's really what it was, just the love. You know, that's what we really felt in that locker room afterwards was the love. Yeah, I think just in a sense of being experienced and seeing, I think any other year we probably would have lost that game um, with what happened, obviously, in this first couple minutes and Graham being out and Coach getting kicked out. But um, to be able to battle back from that adversity and, like you said, we knew – uh, we were prepared for it because of what coach has done for us and to see him to go out there and obviously fight for us. It was a collective group effort of going out there and fighting for him and showing him that what he's done, he hasn't wasted his time and he's prepared us for this and we're ready to go to battle right there with him um, every step of the way. And so when we did get back to the locker room and he was able to come greet us again, cause we hadn't seen him for 20 minutes. It was like Graham said, just pure joy and love and um, feeling of just accomplishment with what we just went out there and did no doubt no doubt tell us about the hard hat we don't know it may be a locker room only thing but he brought it out of the locker room so we know a little bit what is the sim symbolism with the hard hat uh it just goes basically to the guy that made the most winning plays or went out there and played the hardest and obviously um this being coach lender's first one him doing that um like you kind of said earlier it set everything into motion to go down later on with all of us coming together and wanting to fight for him, wanting to fight for the crowd, wanting to fight for the state. Um, so it, was, it just goes basically for winning plays guy or goes out there and makes the most winning plays. And that game, uh, him doing that and fighting for us was was the winning play. No doubt. Well said. All right, I got one for Eli. He doesn't know I'm doing this, but Eli, you have to ask these gentlemen a question that they have to ask each other. And then mm. they, have to, they have to answer to each other. So have mm. a little fun with it real quick. All right. All right. Let's do it this way. Um, Hunter, I'll ask you, who do you think, besides the two of you guys in the room, who do you think is the best leader on the team? And Graham, who do you think is the funniest player on the team, excluding both of you guys? Hot seat. It's the hot seat. <laughs> you can always go politically correct and just say it's everybody. <laughs> So you know, you always have that. Um, honestly, I think the funniest guy on the team is John Grigsby. <laughs> John Double Nichols, baby. Um, you know, just his energy is so great. Just the way he communicates with everybody is awesome. And he's the one who wears the hard hat. Um, I have nothing but love for John, man. You know, just the things that he does for us with, with being on scout team for two years now. And the effort and time that he puts in with us, even though he doesn't play that much, you know, just how locked in and you know he is with us and connected he is with us is just huge. And he is the funniest guy on the team. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the next leader, um, that's actually tough because I think 
the problem with it is not that we don't have any, it's a, that everyone is in their own sense a leader. Um, I know from playing, obviously Thompson hasn't played a bunch, um, but he brings that experience. Whereas some of the younger guys have that natural leadership quality to them, yep. um, whether they led on their high school team. And I think <clears throat> when it gets to that point, they kind of all play off each other. If it's, if like Graham's in foul trouble, where I'm out of the game, it's all of them collectively. I saw it last night and that's yeah, why I say this is just in a sense of Noah coming in off the bench, Graham being out, right. We still found a way to go in there, keep the game close um, yeah. while we were all out. Um, and I think each one of them has a certain sense of leadership to them that helped contribute last night and contribute every single game, whether it's at practice or whatever it is. Um, and so it's kind of tough to pick that next leader because all of them honestly have qualities of a leader and do stuff that is leader leadership like. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of tough. <laughs> That's perfectly said. And I think that goes with this team and why you guys are who you are, because you you don't always know who's going to step up in what ways in games like for case in point. Jeffries has a double double last night. I mean, he came out the first half. I think he had eight rebounds in the first half. Uh, really impressive to see like how he stepped up and he didn't maybe make as many threes as maybe he normally did, but I mean, his, his locked in and focus during the game was really impressive to see. So like, you just never know uh, who may step up. Obviously jails had moments and uh, the young fellow Reynolds has had moments and uh, Thompson's had moments and Winslow's had moments. So I think that's been a cool thing about this team. Uh, and I think it was even against uh, Boise state that X got to stop on Max Rice, that was a big play. So it's di different guys have stepped up. Let's talk about these close games. You guys have played in some crazy close games. I mean, overtime Colorado State, overtime last night, Boise comes down to the wire, uh, game winner against Air Force, Washington game winner, at Utah State game winner almost. Like, talk about that part. Like, what is that like to continually win these close games when every game feels like it means – are we getting in the tournament or not, you know? Um, just like you said, like, it kind of feels like that. Almost every game is like, this This could be our last game, so we must go out and give all of our effort and things like that. Um, you know, just the love that we have for each other, once again, allows us to win these close games because of, of our togetherness and not straying away from each other, not bickering with each other, not fighting with each other, but just pulling together and with the coaching staff keeping us together as well. All the time that we've put in over the summer and in the spring just has built us for these moments to win these close games. Yeah, and I think on top of that, kind of like he said, it is that sense of like we have to go out there and win this game. Like no matter what it takes, everyone's willing to do whatever it takes to go out there and win these games because we don't have that. We don't have that name of being San Diego State or a high-profile school where if you drop maybe one or two, you'll be all right. Like, that's not who we are, and no one respects us that way. So right. we got to be, like you said earlier, that margin of error is so small. We got to go out there, and we have to win these games, right? Like, last night was a game you have to win because if you drop it, then most of our at-large whatever could go down the toilet. And that's what I kind of tell these guys all the time. Like, it doesn't matter that we've won five in a row. It doesn't matter we've won however many games, 20 games now. If we lose the next two or three, like, all this goes down the toilet. And so it's – just in the sense of, yeah, we, we do need to go win and we have to be able to go out there and do what it takes every single game because at the end of the day, this conference is really good. And if you don't put your best foot forward and go out there lackadaisical, like you can get beat by anybody. Right, right. What, what would be your message to some of the people nationally that 
let's say somebody has a chance to watch this or comes across this or Eli writes a really cool article about you guys and they see the article, what would you want? What would your message to them be? Obviously your play speaks for itself, but to go with that, what would you each want to say about Wyoming basketball, about this team specifically that says like, uh, obviously you guys are going for a conference championship, so I'm not taking anything away from that. Uh, both regular season and tournament, everybody's going for that. But if at large is the part of the conversation, you guys have this great resume, what would you want people to know that says like, okay, I respect that more. Cause I know coach Linder's thing last night was he wants people to put respect on Wyoming's name. So what would you say to that as far as like, what would you want people to know about the inside of the program or about this team or whatever it may be that says like, okay, they deserve to be in. I think it just uh, goes to show like how much work we have put in. Obviously coach Linder just got here. This is only his second year. And obviously under him, um, we did have some changes, uh, not only in the culture, but with some players leaving um, and to be able to do what we're doing right now, speaks to the greatness of not only him, but what he's able to instill in young guys um, and shows you just how much all of us are bought in, how much we all want to win. And I think this is, I mean, we're 20 and three, obviously. So we need respect in the sense of, I don't know how many other teams out there are 20 and three. I don't know how many other teams out there are nine and one in conference. Um, and if we continue on this route, I think, to not do that would be disrespectful and obviously only feel us further. Um, to add on that, you know, it just depends on which player gets to do it. The big thing that I've taken from him and I think it's has as well is just winning the day, not looking too forward, um, whether it's a month or a week or the next game, but just trying to win every single day. And that's what we're about here, one day at a time, one rep at a time, one possession at a time. And that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing is because we take it one day at a time. Yep, well said. Well said. All right, we we ask a funny story at the end, so I'm gonna let Eli in that one. I got one more left. Um, yeah, tell us about like, so obviously Wyoming, right? People have this perception, Cowboys. They don't really know. Uh, so talk a little bit about this league, and then just talk about uh, the, the inside of the fabric of the team, right? We see you guys on the floor. We see how much you get along. Coach Linder talks about you guys off the floor quite a bit, and how close this team is, and how uh, connected this team is and everyone no one cares who gets the credit you see it with you guys the highest scoring duo in the country it doesn't necessarily you guys don't seem like guys that are selfish guys by any means you hear highest scoring duo in the country you think selfish uh, but it's not necessarily the truth because Baldo, you lead this conference in assists i don't know if you know that you probably do know that right yep <laughs> okay just make sure i figure you did you're, you're a pretty smart guy and then uh EK, you're almost leading in rebounds, but both you guys have made such sacrificial plays late in games to trust a teammate that's not necessarily one of the two of you. So I guess just tell us about the outside of this team, off the court and behind the scenes, and then anything you want to speak to about this conference that just says how good it is for people to know that too. Um, you know, well, first of all, this conference is is really high in competition. You know, any any given night, you know, it could be your night to lose or win. Um, it's going to be great competition. And uh, really with this team, you know, we just spent so much time together on the road trips. We're always in each other's rooms just talking, you know, just spending a lot of time together up late nights, you know, just having great conversations, um, not just about basketball, but about life. And we truly care about each other and we want to see everybody do well. And um, that's really what I have for that. I have nothing but love for this team, this coaching staff in the state, man, you know. 
Uh, and like you said, I think hitting on the conference part, this is probably the best the conference has been all around in a decade. Um, obviously, with them saying that we might have five teams in the conference, that hasn't happened while I've been here, and I don't think it's happened since like 2012. Um, and it just goes to show that we are a complete all-around conference that, like he said, anyone can go in and win a game. Um, so you have to, like I said earlier, put your best foot forward every single game and give everything you got. But just <clears throat> hitting on our team, I think we are closest of any team I've ever been on, and that goes through all my years of playing basketball. Um, but just like he said, it's because of how much we hang out together, how much we want to see other people succeed. Um, and like you said earlier, no one cares who gets the credit. It's, it could be any person's night. Um, and obviously we're going to try to get the hot hand, the ball, no matter who it is, um, whether it's Drake, Wenzel, like even coach knows if, if someone hits a three or two, like we're running it right back at them and no one has a problem with that. Because all at the end of the day, all we all want to do is succeed and win a conference championship and go out there and make it as far as we can. Um, and so, like I said, it's just that sense of togetherness is is fun. It, like he said, we hang out all the time on road trips, whether it's on the bus um, or the airplane charter, whatever it is. It's it's fun, and we always joke around and have fun. But at the end of the day, we're all working to one common goal. No doubt. Well said. All right, Eli, close us out. All right, I got I got one more, and then we'll we'll wrap okay. with the funny story. One more, and then a funny story. Uh, you guys were picked eighth in the Mountain West preseason poll. Clearly, that has been more than shattered at this point. Did you guys know when when this poll came out that that you were going to be a team that was going to be twenty and three? Did you already see that and kind of dismiss this as we're one of the best teams in the conference? And just kind of what was that response like for you guys? And, and I'll add to that because I think most people on the outside, and you guys can both attest to this, thought you lose the freshman of the year, right? Now all of a sudden, Wyoming's going to take a hit. It's going to take some time to build. Wyoming's not – they're not going to be the same. They're not going to be – and all credit to him, he was a great player and is doing good things where he's at now. But there had to be some fuel that that had to spark some guys like, wait a minute now, we got more guys than just one. Um, you know, with us finishing seventh last year, and then, like, it only added fuel to the fire with us being picked eighth, um, you know what I mean? And so we just went through our offseason with that on our minds, you know, just trying to work hard towards the goal. And the goal is to win the Mountain West Championship at the end of the day, no matter the rankings. Um, and, you know, Coach, you know, he was just making sure that we were we were uh, locked in and together and just kept putting in the time and the effort and the work, you know. And um, that's really what it was about, you know, just staying together and not really reading too much into that, but but allowing it to add that feel to that fire. We just build upon that and take that like a uh, chip on the shoulder. Yeah, and I think that that played a huge part in in our off season of just in a sense work and extra work and getting in the gym all the time. Um, because at the end of the day, I mean, while those guys were completely wrong, if you do if you don't if you do exactly what they think you're gonna do. Um, they're experts or analysts for a reason, right? You're going to fall in that eighth place category. But for us, um, it was being held accountable every single day, going out there and giving the first place effort, going out there and doing everything it takes to be first place um, every single day, no matter what. And Coach Linder was really good about holding us accountable and even the guys holding each other accountable during the whole off season. Um, and like Graham said, it just adds fuel to the fire. So um, when we did come into the season, right? We know what we've been through, the fires we've been through, the adversity we have faced in practice. Um, and so when we get in the close game or anything, 
as you've seen many times before, we're so close and we all know that we can do it and that we've done it before. And that if we continue to stick to our habits, um, we're going to put ourselves in a good position to win. Yeah. One more thing I want to comment on before we let, let Eli ask the funny question. One thing that was really impressive and cool last night too, is I thought you guys huddles were as tight as they, they're the tightest that they've ever been in game. And even on the sideline, like you could tell there was a different sense of urgency of like, not let's just stand around and like talk when we talk. Like it was really close, tight huddles. Like, and I thought that said something about, hey, we're going through this, but we're gonna do this together. And I think that represents kind of what you guys are about. So, all right, it's the fun part. Go ahead, Eli. All right. So every interview that we do, whether with coach or player, we like to wrap things up with the funnier, lighthearted. I gotta, story. I gotta jump in real quick. Every yeah. interview except one. We didn't get this for Coach Leonard. So right, we're right. You know, you know, coach always has his game face on. So we'll let, we'll let you guys take it away here, whether it's a, a road trip or a funny story with coach or, or maybe fans or something like that. Any sort of fun, lighthearted story that you guys got for us. We're, we're all ears. Um, we'll let Marlo take this. Smart. That's a oh. smart move. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the vet. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think. While last year in COVID was tough, um, one of the funniest stories coming out of of that was just in a sense when we did karaoke to try to do some team bonding. Um, <laughs> His face did it all. <laughs> we, were, we, were, uh, we were obviously traveling to and from because we'd have double headers. It wouldn't be like home and away series. So we'd be right. stuck in one place for about a week. And so um, obviously with COVID and having to get tested and not doing uh, as well as we wanted to during the season. Right. Um, karaoke was a way to kind of just get the guys together. Um, team bonding, even with the coaching staff there um, in the little, what, what is that? Like a ballroom where we eat, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that was fun just in a sense of seeing a lot of guys get out of their shell and then coaches having fun too. Cause <laughs> while you sit here and think like they, they get on you every single day, um, and that's their job too, right? They got to hold you accountable. Right. At the end of the day, they're human too, and they like to have fun. Um, and it, it kind of just peel back a layer in the sense of showing that. And I think even to this day, uh, increasing that chemistry that we do have, because we know that no matter what, they, they love us. They're looking out for their, our best interests and right. they want us to do well. Um, and I think just that, that one sense of all of us doing karaoke in groups and singing and having fun in, in front of each other and getting embarrassed was was something that was definitely super funny. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I would ask, who was – which coach surprised you the most? Uh, well, I mean <laughs> – No coach Wicks is going to show out, so he don't – Yeah, Wicks, Wicks, Wicks killed it. You know Wicks goes – Yeah, you knew he was going to on anything. Back. Yeah, shout but, out to Wicks. But who, who else – who surprised you, though? Um – yeah, <laughs> I didn't think Coach was going to do what he did. Did he do it? Coach Linder do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coach Linder did oh, it. Man. He was with, was it with Wicks? Was it, it was with Wicks, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. And them two did, Wicks did one by himself, and then they did one together. And um, Coach Vanderbilt, too. Coach V, <laughs> our trainer, Dallas. Dallas killed it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and Dallas is super quiet, so that one, like, he's – he just sticks to himself and doesn't do too much extra. And for him to go out there and do it with us, I mean, it was it was super fun night. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Well, lots more fun ahead for you guys. Uh, get some rest. I know this has been a crazy NBA schedule. You don't play again until Saturday, which is a blessing. You get some time, focus on some academics, and let your bodies recover. But excited to, to be just a small part of what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. And more special things ahead, man. No ceilings. Yes, sir. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, absolutely, man. All right, we always let Eli break it down. That was a high-level duo. You can see why they are uh, the highest-scoring duo in the country with that chemistry and their ability to lead. So we let Eli break it down, and then we bounce. Yeah, it was really cool getting both Graham and Hunter on here to chat about this year's team, which has caught so many people by surprise, and we spoke on that a little bit of how this team was picked eighth in the Mountain West preseason poll. And uh, to be frank, like those – those expectations have more than been shattered at this point, and this conference isn't any stranger to that. Uh, and be, I know you remember this with Utah State. They were picked seventh the year that Craig Smith took them all the way to the Mountain West regular season tournament title. So it's attainable, and this is a very good conference, and there's plenty of capable teams. We've talked about this on and on again, about five, six teams that are capable of winning the Mountain West tournament, at least four that are in the at-large conversation. But Wyoming to be 20-3 and three at this point, the leadership has been tremendous, and you you spoke about it this a little bit. I think there there's always a point in time for these teams that are in the tournament mix where right. there's going to be a game like Tuesday night where things right. things go wrong and it seems like backs are against the wall and nothing's going right. And the teams that wind up going to the tournament and winning games, they respond to that. Like last year, Baylor with their COVID pause, they had a loss soon after that. They responded to that. And I think Wyoming with that early adversity, they've won a lot of close games and they've bounced back from various things that have gone on. But last night, coach ejected top two players out. It's That's a lot to bounce back from. So um, if there was ever any doubt uh, what this team looked like at 19 and three, I think now at 20 and three, given what Tuesday night's win over Utah State was like a, a tremendous Aggies team, I think this really solidifies where this team is at and what Linder and his staff have done to coach these guys up to be leaders. That when coach isn't there, they're still able to keep things tight knit and, and lock in and get the victory against an extremely good team. So. I, I've been I couldn't be more impressed by this Wyoming group. I'm just excited to see how this these next few weeks unfold for this team because this is gonna be a good tournament. I know Wyoming's going to be right in that mix and and uh Hunter and Grammar as easy to root for as, as any players in this conference or in, in all oh, college basketball. How impressive are those two guys? Like if you don't love you love college basketball, you have to love those guys. I mean, off the court, what they just showed and their ability to just how they play the game the right way, it's so selfless. So together, uh, but also, I mean, you said it, but one part, and we mentioned this on the broadcast last night, the play-by-play -play, uh, guy and myself, is that the four games that they've played, the last four games, have literally been against uh, the four of the five teams, or excuse me, four of the six teams. One of them is themselves, right, that's in the top of the net, top 55, but they played four of the five. They started with... Colorado State, who's been nationally ranked most of the year. Then they went to Boy play Boise. Then they went to Fresno. Then they play Utah State. So you play the hardest part of your schedule back to back to back to back to back. And then to end it with that kind of adversity, coach being out, injuries, foul trouble, overtime, and still find a way. And I think the coolest part, too, is they got they ended the game and ended the overtime getting stops. 
mm-hmm. where people think this is just an offensive team, uh, but they were able to do that. So anyway, uh, super exciting. Uh, I've said it on the broadcast before. If you didn't think they were for real before, well, they're here and they're for real. So uh, until next time, we appreciate you joining and see you soon. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.